As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We look ahead to 2021 with some help from our team of athletic NFL beat writers on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Everybody and welcome into Fantasy Football in 15. It is Thursday, December 24th, so Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates it, and we just hope you are all having a lovely holiday season. I am Michael Beller. I am joined, of course, by Derek Van Riper and DVR. This is it, man. We started this way back in July with our team-by-team look, 32 teams, 32 episodes, and now we find ourselves here Christmas Eve, our last Fantasy Football in 15 episode of the season. How are you doing today? Doing really well. Hard to believe the season is over. I think having a ton of pods to do has helped this year go by a little faster. If we did fewer shows every day, this year would have dragged on. And it, believe me, it dragged on enough. But <laughs> uh, this helped me get through it. Hosting this show helped me get through this year. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, me too, man. And we're also grateful to all of you out there who tuned in to Fantasy Football in 15, uh, however often you did. So we'll be gone for a little bit on Fantasy Football in 15. The Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast will still be running all off season, And so you'll still have us over there. But we're going to take a little break on Fantasy Football in 15 before bringing things back in the spring. But, you know, no really better way for us to end 2020 then by looking ahead to 2021. So this past week, we surveyed our 32 athletic NFL beat writers uh, for players from their teams who they think can break out in 2021 and be a big part of the fantasy discussion. So first of all, be sure to check out that column. We're going to talk about some of the more interesting players from that column in here. Our Packers beat writer, Matt Schneidman, gave us A.J. Dillon. The thinking here is that Dillon was a second-round pick by the Packers from a position where they seemingly didn't have much of a need at running back in the 2020 draft. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams both uh, enter free agency this offseason, and it could be one of them not back. It could be both of them not back, and A.J. Dillon would then step into a much larger role. I I like the thinking here. It does seem like A.J. Dillon is going to have a part to play for the Packers in 2021 where he simply didn't in 2020. Right. I mean, I think there's about a 0% chance, maybe it's 1% chance that somehow both Jones and Williams are back. The Packers right. wouldn't have invested draft capital 
in A.J. Dillon in the second round, especially if they intended to bring both of those backs into the fold again. I think Dillon is the clear-cut replacement for Williams. I think there's a better chance of Aaron Jones being retained because those two backs complement each other really well. I think when you look at Dillon's body of work during his time in Boston College, this is a guy that really didn't catch a ton of passes in that offense. Maybe he can actually develop a little more of that during his time in the NFL. I think sometimes we fall into this trap. We see a player who doesn't catch passes in college, and we assume well, there's just no way this guy can do that. Some teams in college just don't throw to their running backs, so they've got enough specialists where they don't have to throw to their main ball carrier. So it's a long way of saying I think it's going to be some kind of committee, but A.J. Dillon's going to have a significant role. Maybe it's a 60-40 sort of split, you know, favoring a player like Aaron Jones if it's not Jones himself. But 40% of the carries in a Green Bay offense that puts a lot of points on the board could make A.J. Dillon a pretty nice player, and I think there's a chance he's got a higher baseline talent level than a guy like Williams, so he's probably going to be a bigger part of the game plan in the future than Williams was sharing the same backfield with Aaron Jones. Yeah, another interesting guy in the same division comes from Minnesota. Arif Hassan offered up Irv Smith Jr. as a potential breakout for the Vikings next season. Uh, he mentions Kyle Rudolph not having any money left, any guaranteed money left on his contract, and an onerous cap hit. And so that could make things a little bit better for Irv Smith next year. And this is the interesting line uh, from Arif's write-up on Irv Smith. He says, the Vikings are high on him, and there won't be much reason to take him off the field next year. We've seen Irv Smith come through with some really impressive performances on just a play-by-play basis. It's not hard to see uh, just what he could be if he were fully unleashed in a six six and a half target per game role. And with tight end being what it was in 2020, and we have reason to believe it'll be similar in 2021, I think Irv Smith Jr. is going to be someone who is drafted pretty much roundly in fantasy leagues next season. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think he'll probably fall into the like 9 to 12 range at the position if he has the tight end position in Minnesota to himself. But I think Arif's onto it. I think it's that's what's going to happen. There's no reason to bring back Kyle Rudolph when you have a more dynamic pass catcher in Irv Smith. The thing that's really caught my eye with Irv Smith, 10 catches of 20-plus yards. He's pulled in 58 passes so far in parts of two seasons with the Vikings. There's plenty of big play ability here. Uh, I think as the third option on the field behind Thielen and Justin Jefferson, teams are really going to have a hard time stopping this Minnesota passing game. And I think with Smith in particular, he's the kind of guy who can keep bringing those big plays. And he might not be safe volume-wise week in and week out, but I think he brings enough ceiling on a per-touch basis where you can probably look ahead to 2021 and say, you expect him to be in your starting lineup as a fantasy player on a weekly basis when the season begins. It really does feel that way with him, and it might be the same with this uh, next guy who I want to talk about, someone who we've actually seen a bit from this season and in his career. It's Curtis Samuel. and Curtis Samuel had a a little bit of a boomlet this year where he was uh, a part of our regular fantasy discussion. It has died down a little bit in recent weeks toward the end of the season, and we know that DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, those guys are pretty much locked in there as the number one and number two in Carolina next season. Our Panthers beat writer Joe Person points out that the Panthers would love to keep Samuel, but he says that Taylor Moten, the right tackle, who is also going to be a free agent, is the clear priority for this team to go after. There might not be room for them to go after both 
Moten, and Samuel. So Samuel, not only could he be somewhere else, but you would have to imagine that a team that is going out and making him a priority in free agency is going to have a pretty darn good idea of how they want to use him. And with a guy like Samuel, his skill set, you find the right team, you know, a team maybe like a Kansas City that can just use him in interesting, creative ways and get him going. I'm not saying it's going to be Kansas City, but there's going to be a fit out there for him that can really make the most of him in ways that just weren't fully possible during his time with Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I think the way the Panthers used Robbie Anderson, that exceeded some of our expectations volume-wise, but I still think you have to be encouraged by what Matt Rule and Joe Brady were able to accomplish having all three of those guys. We've seen even more designed run plays for Curtis Samuel this year. You know, The efficiency on a per-target basis has been solid, 7.7 yards per target. And the weird thing is with Curtis Samuel, he's not running a lot of downfield routes. His average depth of target is just over six yards, which is very low. Uh, so I, I could see him being utilized a lot differently on a team that doesn't have a great deep threat like Robbie Anderson and doesn't have a legitimate number one in DJ Moore also on the field at the same time. I'm really curious to see where he goes because I think that will determine just how much his fantasy stock shoots up this draft season. Curtis Samuel going to be one of the interesting free agent guys to watch. We know there's going to be a lot of trickle-down effects from what we see in free agency, and Curtis Samuel is one of those guys who, even though he's had the best season of his career this year, could find himself in an even better spot if he gets to a new team in 2021. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a... Mm, real POS. You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. All right, Derek, let's move on over to Cincinnati and talk about T. Higgins here. I think T. Higgins versus Tyler Boyd is going to be a very interesting 2021 fantasy draft discussion. Uh, we know that A.J. Green is going to be moving on from Cincinnati after this season, and it's going to be hard to say before we actually see the Bengals on the field next year, who the number one receiver is. But so long as they get Joe Burrow back, I think that fantasy managers are going to be pretty happy whether they have Higgins 
or Tyler Boyd on their team. Jay Morrison, our Bengals beat writer, very high on T. Higgins going into 2021. And uh, he thinks that Higgins, with the re- report he showed with Joe Burrow, has a real shot to be that team's number one receiver next season. I think if you're in a full PPR league, maybe Boyd has the safer floor. But I think the way the Bengals have used T. Higgins this season, he looks like the guy that has the higher ceiling. It helps he's about five years younger as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Boyd's not old by any stretch of the imagination. The thing you said, though, that I think is really important for the value of both Higgins and Boyd as we look forward is how quickly does Joe Burrow get back on the field? If Burrow is going to miss a month or longer in the 2021 season, there's a chance that both Higgins and Boyd end up getting a bit overdrafted and that they underperform in the short term while waiting for Burrow to come back. I mean, we've seen the Cincinnati offense completely fall apart without Burrow. They're obviously going to have an early draft pick. They're going to keep fixing some of the flaws on this offensive line, and those things are kind of the rising tide that lifts all boats that we're hoping for in Cincinnati. So for me, the limiting factor with T. Higgins is Joe Burrow's health. Once Burrow is back and healthy again, T. Higgins, to me, has the path to be a top 10 wide receiver, probably in 2022, but maybe even on a per-game basis once Burrow returns in 2021. Uh, let's move on over to the AFC West, excuse me, to wrap things up here. Jerry Judy and Brian Edwards, a couple of guys who had very different seasons this year. Jerry Judy uh, was forced into a primary role when Cortland Sutton went down with the torn ACL. He's put together a fine rookie season, but got to think he can make a big leap next year with uh, getting Cortland Sutton back on the field for the Broncos. And then Brian Edwards, things just never went right for him. But with Nelson Aguilar being a free agent and potentially moving on from Las Vegas, you can start to put together a really fun pass game with Darren Waller, Brian Edwards, and Henry Ruggs in that Raiders offense. I think both of these guys are going to be fun to look at next year. With the Broncos, Cortland Sutton comes back. That draws attention away from Jerry Judy. I think that's a good thing for Judy. I think his efficiency will go up even if his target volume goes down. We've seen plenty of big play ability so far. Jerry Judy's only caught 41 passes this season. 12 have gone for 20-plus yards. Three have gone for 40-plus yards. So, yeah, there have been some issues with drops. The quality of the targets he's been getting this season have not been very high, but the future is still very bright. Edwards is, to me, more of a a traditional sleeper in a lot of ways. I mean, he wasn't a first-rounder like Jerry Judy. He was a third-rounder. I think that Raiders passing game is one that people are still somewhat skeptical of, and I think... A lot of people are going to chase Henry Ruggs, expecting Ruggs to take this massive step forward. And I think Ruggs is important to the Raiders' offense, but he might be more important to the Raiders than he is to fantasy players, at least for another year. And I think Edwards is the kind of guy that can come in, get a lot of volume working on the outside, and he could actually end up being probably a steady wide receiver three in this offense because there are plenty of opportunities up for grabs behind Darren Waller, who's really emerged to be their clear-cut number one pass catcher for the second straight season. We're always looking for those breakout wide receivers late in drafts. Brian Edwards was someone who was actually in that group in 2020. I think he's certain to find his way into that group in 2021 as well. We want to thank all of our athletic NFL beat writers for pitching in there and be sure to check out that column if you are a subscriber. If you're not, still not too late to get in on our buy one, get one deal. Go to theathletic.com slash football in 15. Get a subscription for yourself. Get one for free to gift to a friend, family member, whoever you want. You don't got to tell us, but you're going to get one for free. 
three. That's going to do it. We are calling it a show. We are calling it a week. We are calling it a season on Fantasy Football in 15. Once again, thank you to everyone who tuned in, whether it was one episode, 100 episodes, whatever it was. Thank you so much for making this possible and for tuning in with us 15 minutes a day every single weekday. We'll be back with you in the spring. For Derek Van Riper, I am Michael Beller. Thanks again. We wish you a great, happy new year. All the luck in your fantasy football championships and everything until we talk to you again. 